It's Happy Hour Lab with your hosts, Rhonda and Alexis. Join two cocktail novices and best friends as they learn about the fun and often strange history of cocktails, both famous and forgotten. And no episode is complete without a few amusing rabbit holes. Recorded weekly on Maui, because that's where they live. Let's see what cocktail they're getting into this week. Hi, I'm Rhonda. I'm Alexis. And I'm Evan. And tonight's drink is the Vesper. And we've never tried it, but we're about to do it. Cheers. Right now. We've never had this before. Blind taste test. Oh. Oh, gosh. I like it. I don't mind it. I was expecting worse considering the recipe. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to read the recipe out for the the listeners' special guests? Yeah, this definitely kicks like a mule, but in a good way. I feel like it's sneakier. It doesn't. It doesn't bite the same as like I was just expecting with all the all the spirit used. So, uh, it's three ounces of gin in one one serving. This is the first ingredient. It's three (laughs) ounces of gin then one ounce or shot of vodka and then uh, a half ounce uh, of uh, Lilith Lilith it's French um, which is uh, aperitif it's wine based and uh, it kind of has these notes of uh, it's a little floral is what I'm bark was the original recipe so they don't they actually don't (laughs) bark now (laughs) yes bark <laughs> but so they actually Lilith doesn't make the type of um, Lilith that they used to make. It actually went out of production in '86, and um, so they only have they have a few varieties, but mainly white and uh, red. A one, yeah. Right. So the Blanc is the one that you want to go for mm-hmm. um, for this drink, and then uh, the little sneak attack is actually to make it kind of taste like it did back in the day was with bitters. Oh, yeah. that's the bark. That's the bark and the mm-hmm. bite all at once. Mm-hmm. So you shake that. Uh, some people will tell you that you should uh, Wait, stir it. vodka too, right? Uh, yeah, the vodka. So it's yeah. gin, vodka, lilit, and bitters mm-hmm. if you want to have Yay. a traditional bond flavored uh, <laughs> vesper. That's a little, like a little foreshadowing bark. of what we're going to talk about. And how did you prepare this? Was it... I, Stirred? No, I shaken, <laughs> shaken like bacon. Oh, uh, we yeah. should take a moment too to mention who this special guest is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the primary special guest in my life, <laughs> aka known as my husband Evan. Ooh, it's me, Evan Kitts. Welcome. I'm uh, well known around these parts. Uh, no, not really, but uh, yes, yeah. well known around these. Parts. Parts. <laughs> Bad press is good press. That's right. All press is good press. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, happily married to one of the co-hosts of, uh, of uh, Happy Hour Lab. Unless that's we Rhonda. move to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> one can only dream. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> big love. Big love. It's getting bigger. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's who I am. Nice. Uh, and um, little scamp. Part of the reason we wanted to have you on is not only we will talk about our uh, mutual podcast experiencing mm-hmm. yeah. our podcast experience but 
you also have experience working as a bartender and in the restaurant industry. So tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what was your stint? Did you do five to ten in the county uh, county uh, bar? Sixteen going on life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I've been. Uh, some of my first jobs were in the restaurant industry, <laughs> and I'd say I was in the restaurant industry for a solid sixteen years, and then I kind of switched over to working uh, on boats and business and EMT stuff and all those kind of things. But um, yeah, I, I do work on uh, boats that you know make drinks and stuff for people too. So I've kind of found yeah. my way my way back to it again. But um, boats and business and EMT yeah. stuff. Have you ever thought about opening an EMT boat business? Oh, well now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. boat chillance. <laughs> Yeah, I only respond <laughs> by boat, uh, and uh, yeah, even response times to... are atrocious. Like, even if we you lose have to drag it on a trailer, yeah, you uh, boat. Spinal if... injuries are screwed because there is a lot of wake. Yeah, splinter, <laughs> splinter injury. You're basically we're gonna have to take the leg by the time we get there. You know, but. Mm-hmm. But the business aspect of my uh, my floaty bar and then ambulance, it's crushing it. By day, yeah. it's an ambulance, and by night, it's a chum business from all of the extra limbs you end up with. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a self-sustaining system. It's an yes. ecosystem within itself of you business. You're really symbiotic. Huh. You've really like struck the path for people to be sustainable. They say find your niche. I just want to go completely off of what we're doing right now. I feel like it was a beautiful idea, but now there's just so much pressure to make this thing actually happen. Oh, yeah. Well, we can get to that in the next episode. But for this episode... This is a 12-part series. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I didn't remember that you were a bartender. So what were yeah. some of like the favorite places that you bartended at? So definitely I did the, the most of my bartending in just dive bars in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, if you, if anyone's listening from New Jersey, uh, I miss you and uh, <laughs> I love you, <laughs> no. but, uh, it's a great place Save to me. kind of get into the industry. Um, I kind of snuck my way into the industry through lying, which is the best way to, but mostly it's like faking it until you make it. You you don't have to legally go through bartending school to be a bartender. No. And like, so in New Jersey, it's kind of like, it's not respected, you know, like you went to, Oh, you went to a two week mixology school. Yeah. We're not going to hand you the keys to the restaurant. Usually like you earn your way in bars back in East coast, like where you, you know, you bar back for a year and then you get to like, like do some training as a bartender and like you really learn the ropes through that way. And then I worked in a lot of like corporate restaurants and I was never a kiss ass whatsoever. So I didn't really make it through those ranks. So yeah, I've got a, I got a rap sheet at red Robin, New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) There's files on me, but, uh, basically, uh, files. No, pedophiles (laughs) (laughs) on me. Weird, weird, humble brag, I guess. But, uh, you know, I guess. I've always kept my boyish charm. Yeah. Hey, mustachioed man, <laughs> looks like you're an incel. So, did you like the dive bars? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there is some charm to them. There is some fun. I think dive bars are the true bar, you know, and specifically like pubs. I worked in lots of pubs, mm-hmm. Irish. 
pubs okay. and that's like bread and butter where I'm from you know obviously I'm an Irish guy from New Jersey how like, would we know yeah I, I'm like a vegan I kind of tell you about it within like the first five oh, you're like I'm yeah. Irish yeah I'm yeah. Irish it's my, my thing. father was Patty O'Toole and yeah <laughs> he beat me you know Irish things so that's how uh, your, your yeah. father was Ricky Kitts which also sounds equally as Irish as <laughs> yeah, Patty O'Toole that's right and uh, so I worked in college era at this really kind of uh, historic landmark pub in South Orange, New Jersey called Cryan's, which is no longer there. But Cryan's has a rich history of just all kinds of stuff like they had hosted and like hid uh, our um, Irish IRA members and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. they protected help them. them do their thing here. Oh, yeah. And then just corruption with politicians and mobsters. Mm-hmm. Like even when I worked there, uh, circa a year I can't remember uh, there was always just these like you know f- like municipality people as well as gangsters and they all kind of shake they're hands they're all crying they're, yeah. they're all crying about it they're all crying yeah. and you're but like hmm it was great because they also had like real people like real Irish people like you know from the, the motherland and everything and you'd have like even the people that were there you'd have like people that were from Ireland that would come in with their like seven year old boy and they'd sit at the bar and the the boy you know like they're totally it's probably not legal but like it had a vibe yeah like a very like irish vibe to it never eat the food there because uh there was just like mice jumping off of like salad dressings and things like that and that's hard to yeah. do yeah. already so. yeah. Yeah. these were nimble mice yeah they were uh stretching gym. in the <laughs> in the walk-in Gymnast and stuff mice. Yeah. fighting irish mice yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah do you great. feel really connected to your irish heritage Oh yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's going to be even better when we we have a trip plan in March to go to Ireland. Yes, I'm excited yeah, for that cool. that level of yeah. yeah. Um, for me to drink beer and then while you get to experience your heritage. <laughs> that's right. Which yeah, I'll is be by, heritage adjacent. <laughs> which will be by drinking Guinness. Like that's how that's how I express my cultural uh, background. But. Um, like it was present growing up? Yeah, I mean, of the area, like, you know, my when my dad grew up, he was all, you know, he grew up in North Newark, where it was all very Italian, Irish neighborhoods. Everyone was like, you know. Compartmentalized. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you up going to all the parades. Every funeral and wedding I ever went to was, um, you know, Irish Catholic in okay. a church and all this kind of stuff. Kind of so, have a lot of hoopla yeah. related to, like, yeah. uh, traditions. Then yeah. Irish hoopla. <laughs> you know what they say about Irish hoopla? <laughs> it's a very Italian-Irish accent right there. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy with his green hey. shirt. Um, real quick, mm. what are now that we've had a few sips, what is our impression of the drink? I... We'll let you guys go first. <laughs> well, it has the burn of Easy. isopropyl. Uh, yes. But it has the flavor of a, a summer's rose. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Who's Irish now? <laughs> These <laughs> Irish eyes. It's poetic. Um, it's Angela's ashes. I love the Lele taste. Mm. And I like gin a lot. So it's kind of going in that direction of Negroni. Mm. Yeah. You have the Lele and like a white or... Blanc Negroni, 
um, in my mouth. That's what I'm perceiving. I feel like I'm not like technically educated on this matter. uh, Floral too. Like it it almost, the Lille um, has almost a, he's on board with the Lille. Yeah. Lille. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Lillet. This Lilit has a lot of floral notes. Hey, uh, bark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it has a barky kind of... Uh, uh, it has a lot of that, um, almost like Saint Germain, like the yeah, way that, that yeah, kind of yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah. The floral. Um, obviously very different. One's elderflower, but yes. this has got citrusy notes to it. It's actually a lot nicer than I thought. I've had like martinis in my lifetime and I just like would throw them over my shoulder. <laughs> I'm like, this is well, fucking horrible, but, uh, yeah, watching, I, can, I can deal with this. Watching you pour all the ingredients in of the like Costco Kirkland bottle of gin of going for so long and I was like oh sweet baby Jesus I was like this is gonna be this is gonna be gnarly compared to that what I was expecting it's not that gnarly yeah I do think the Lille is is a more prominent initial flavor like it overpowers that initial flavor of like the gin or the vodka which is all the other thing that's in this but at the same time the more I drink the less I'm able to hide my like face reaction and it's getting warmer yeah Yeah. I thought that was just your face no all I uh, see all the time because I want to be a cool martini person that's like at a bar like you are a cool martini person I'm not whether or not you have the martini in your hand I don't have the martini face the martini face is you drink it and then you don't have any reaction what about a cool teeny person you know (laughs) I can be that yeah Okay, I think part of it could be having a chilled glass, Hmm. and then that's going to make it, because it's easier to drink when it's colder. Hmm. I think you just always give me the benefit of the doubt, and I appreciate that. I'm, I No, well, yes, and um, it's like warming up, so then it's just like, (sighs) fire water. Yeah, I still think it's pretty good. I like, yeah. So, I would, especially with like all the stuff that I researched on it, what the vodka is doing is smoothing out the gin. That's wild. Yeah. Because I would never think that. Ooh, yeah, because like if I take a vodka shot, I'm like, today yeah. is, I'm done for the day. Like, <laughs> I'm going home and I'm going to pull the covers up and, and then cry. I'm going a to A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's isopropyl in my mind is so, vodka. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. The vodka is smoothing out the gin, yeah. is what you said. Is what they say. You know. Yeah. Big they. Science. But that's big, cool. Big I'm just, pharma. I'm just picturing like an amorphous vodka blob giving the gin a little massage just like chill out bro it's not gay just relax just let me it's a very vivid imagination (laughs) (laughs) there's a a lemon in the corner you're gonna like it (laughs) you're gonna like the way you look (laughs) you're gonna like the way you smooth out i guarantee your eyes let me smooth you out just tonight yeah, and then Lily and then was the, born. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's how you make it. And there's a, a little lemon in the corner, jacking off, watching it. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> um, Is that appealing to you? Ooh. Okay, so appealing <laughs> like a lemon, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Okay. We got it. I find if you really dissect the joke that no one's laughed at, it gets, it gets worse. Oh, worse. Okay, right. It just gets longer at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's a misconception. Yeah. So I'm going to do some. <laughs> I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a while. I'm going to have a cigarette with this. I feel like it's conducive for... Yeah, while you're telling fire. us the history, do that thing. Right. 
Well, mostly I'm just going to put it in my mouth and not even wait. Okay. Um, Tell us about the so, Vesper. Yes. The, ves- um, the Vesper. The right? history. When did it begin? Uh, it all began around uh, 1953. Oh, good times. Uh, so the Vesper, or the Vesper Martini, was made famous by James Bond, right? But it was actually uh, the author, Ian Fleming, who created the drink. Oh. Right? And he's he authored... Um, uh, Casino Royale. That's, okay. This is the book that it's in. Okay. Is the Vesper Martini. Um, I did not that, know that. Yeah. I just thought, I thought this always just sounded like an old ass martini that I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then I just always assumed it was in like real life in James Bond. Yeah. It, you know, in him like, well in him. Oh, uh, but I just assumed it was like used yep. in the story. But it was created beforehand. I didn't know right. that it yeah, was, yeah, like it yeah. was a drink of the time. That's what yeah. I figured. Yeah. Totally. Uh, same, same with me too. Um, but yeah, so the the book was published in 1953. So ballpark like 1950 is when he came up with this. Um, and it's actually named after uh, a fictional double agent in the in Casino Royale, oh. named Vesper Lind, who's the main love interest to Bond. Love it, and she's a double agent. Double agent. Double agent. So she betrays Bond. Yep. Love it. That's so cool. I'd like this drink a little bit more now. Also, you just took a sip, and you were like, cool, yeah. "Fine, cool faced about it." Fine. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm. You're like Vesper Lind right now. Call me Vesper Lind. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Tipsy. Oh yeah, Tipsy. Tipsy, you say. <laughs> um, so when he orders, when Bond orders the Vesper, uh, he provides strict instructions to the bartender and Bond says three measures of Gordon's. I don't know how long I'm going to do that. I believe in you. Three measures of Gordon's, which was a type of Gordon's. Uh, uh, the fisherman variety, please. <laughs> the fish sticks, please. <laughs> I'm very hungry. Three Gordon's fish sticks, please. Uh, one vodka, which he doesn't uh, specify, but, um, and then a half measure of Kina Lilit. And Kina Lilit is that original type okay. that had the... Um, Aperitif. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. It's written down somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically... That's written... So how he typed out the, the recipe essentially was in the form of James Bond ordering it to the bartender. Yes, And exactly. so James Bond was that guy at the bar that's like, I don't want one of your recipes. <laughs> yes. He's like, I want... You know... They later on they assigned an Let me accent. Speak to your manager, he's very caring of him. Yeah. Later on they assigned an, an accent to James Bond, but for this sake I'll be like, I don't want one of your your recipes. I want my own drink. Yeah. I want the gin, a lot of it, Which, vodka, a little bit, and I want the aperitif. Which aperitif? As a aperitifs. As a aperitifs, please. Uh, as a bartender. The worst person That's in the I bar mean. orders off of you know off the menu, where it's like okay, this is like I've worked at places where like this is the menu, it's a fixed menu, and like try to order that stuff, right? Yeah. But then they'll be like, no, I want this, but totally different. And you're like, yeah. Well, you want so something different. James Bond yeah. literally came with. I wonder 
he taught everybody how to do that to be an asshole yeah Yeah. and everyone and how to make it that he's like shaking not stirred he's just walking around with a cocktail recipe in his back pocket the whole time that's kind of the like funny part is that martinis are supposed and like drinks like that are supposed to be stirred otherwise what you're doing is you're watering down that thing and so most people advise you to make the the vesper with the spoon but i mean if you're gonna go in i mean it's for bond right we're doing this for like i'm gonna have to do karate in a half an hour so i can't be that (laughs) drunk you get i need to water down that's right (laughs) well and he's often in like well in this movie or story where was he well that's actually funny i don't know if i have in my notes but essentially what bond says is you know, he orders this drink, um, and he's very specific with how you do it and, uh, shake it well until it's ice cold Add a large thin slice of lemon peel. Got it. And then there's more conversation where he's like, I only ever have one drink before a meal. Cause he's like, I need to keep my senses sharp. It's like, dude, you just had four shots <laughs> <laughs> of straight booze, you like four ounces of booze. And that's how you stay sharp. Yeah. yeah it's like, I like it strong and I like Cause it. Cause otherwise he'd get the shakes probably from not having yeah. alcohol Can't every shit yeah. <laughs> every shot's missing yeah. he's like i just drink one drink and it's all of them mixed together oh <laughs> uh, yeah she'll have a long island iced tea yeah four of them tall <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, it became, you know, came into American. Uh, so is that a fiction novel yeah. or just a really long and efficient cocktail menu? <laughs> it's thorough. Yeah, it's an imaginative. It's historical. Somebody's like, I want to make a drink. <laughs> Page 362. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so... I guess, what else should I talk about? So, uh, again, the author created that drink, and it's named after the love interest Vesper Lind. Well, she screws him, I think literally as well. But, <laughs> Most um, likely. Yeah, she crosses him and everything like that. So the drink was doomed with that woman, and Bond's last words in the book, he goes, the bitch is dead now. And the oh drink, and never drinks another Vesper in any of the other books. So it lived and died with in that story. In that story, you know, Casino Royale. So wow. Yeah. What That's made you what drawn to this drink? Um, I mean, I always like who doesn't like Bond, you know? And it's just kind of it's this classic cocktail. Exactly. It has that certain era and that vibe, 1950s. Okay. You're drinking a drink. Or, you uh, know, you, you imagine yourself in a tuxedo and there's a big band playing in the back. And, you know, whores. I imagine myself doing some spy shit. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he was, he was the man's man. He was iconic to a T, no matter who played Bond. You know, mm-hmm. it's this timeless uh, caricature. Caricature. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, the of guy that. in a suit. Yeah. You think martini in a tux. Yeah. You know, every every cut. girl's dream is a a clean cut guy in a tuxedo who knows karate and doesn't talk that much. See? And also I could have said myself <laughs> better than that. <laughs> it's also, my dream too. Ooh, look at that gentleman over there. Yeah, he he doesn't really to me, he doesn't seem to have to work too hard for the gals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. he kind of ignores them and treats them mean. And, and then, then they just like, they throw themselves. We're doing this, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just really the equivalent. I feel like half the the movies are just like seeing each other from across the bar, and I feel like half the time he should start predicting at some point. Half the time, if not more than half the time, the women that are approaching him from across the bar in the skin suit, you know, green leather jumpsuit that's like, my name's Veronica Dickles. And they're like, they're always the one. <laughs> Is that based <laughs> off of my instant microwave plus character, Timothy Dickles? They're always the one that's approaching him and they're inevitably you find out that she's like, I'm... I'm with the bad guy. And Every I was, single time. I was just sleeping for you, with you for the bad cause. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's I, like, I, I knew it all along. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I guess think, what? It goes both ways. Yeah. I think he's probably just like, he's like, yeah, I don't need to go find any, um, any poon. It just comes to me because it's the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think like he's so iconic, like iconic where mm-hmm. it's like every man wanted to be him and every woman wanted to be with him, you right. know, and at least, you know, it, they're, you know, stereotypes of old, but they were also very timeless for a long time. You know, he's a masculine dude, you know, and so, you know, have a drink like this. You kind of, you know, you feel like, oh. but you're also fancy and the yeah. soundtrack. I'm a real man. <laughs> Give me <laughs> martini, please. <laughs> you know, like it's kind of has a weird vibe. I want a Vesper. It's the name of the woman I'm going to have sex with in 10 minutes. (laughs) Hey, Vesper, get on the back of my Vesper. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I wonder if what kind of research the author had to do. I wonder if he's just typing and he's like, (laughs) uh, three parts gin, one part vodka, and I saw... He probably sound pretty cool saying something French. Lele. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely does has zero experience making drinks. He's making a drink that could kill a rhino, you know, every time. <laughs> but uh, well, there's actually some back, like a little bit of like, did he make it? Did he not make it up? You know, Ooh. so yeah. Some intrigue. That's a recurring thing here tell. on the podcast. Is people that are like, mm-hmm. I made the drink, and other people that are like, No, you didn't, bitch. I did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, the author, most people think that it was his recipe originally, but there is some dispute. The bartender, uh, Gilberto Preti, uh, is uh, also kind of in the running for who developed the drink. Before. Be- well, that's the thing. At it's, the same uh, time. It, yeah, people want to give him credit, but if that were the case, he would have had to create it in 1950 or or. or Earlier, uh, for it to appear in the text of Casino Royale, but Preddy had only been bartending in London since 1960s. So that's what the sources say. And guess what? Get out of here, Preddy. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you trying to steal the that's credit? Silly. What were you doing? Were you making ki- well, drink as a kid? Because this is kind Preddy? of this is kind of a drink a kid would make. <laughs> I mean, Google only goes too far. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, basically, it says around 1960s when he started his whole, uh, you know. Well. Bar- attending in London dealy. And then there's another potential creator of the drink was alleged by William Hamilton of the New York Times. Kind of credible. Okay. Uh, Incredible. Who cited a theory, not so credible, that an old friend and neighbor of Fleming's oil magnate Ivory Bryce had concocted the drink. 
But again, material data and dates are vague. So why is everybody trying to well, take also, credit? Well, I don't I mean, like it. Okay. There's a couple things. First of all, this drink is so strong that would you remember at the end of the night whose idea it was? True. No. Also, it's one of those drinks that, like, until it started to become popular, you'd yeah. probably be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't invent that. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that, I just, that was Ian Fleming. This was a joke. <laughs> this yeah, was a I joke was like, drink. it was a dare. Yeah. And you were like, and, the and then someone's like, it's a, it's a character. You're like, well, I made it. Yeah, exactly. But also writers are often known for taking inspiration from their real life, which is often their friends. Ooh, or, or neighbors. Bartenders. Or their Oil magnates. Or their oral magnates. I get all my ideas. Oral magnates. Yikes. I get <laughs> what an industry. All my ideas from Earl magnates. Earl. <laughs> Earl magnet. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder. I also, I think. Because also who's going to, the only people that are writing things like that are like really uh, documented religions where they're writing every fucking thing that's ever happened down. Yeah. So yeah. you're not like, you know, like every time you cook. And you put a little pinch of extra. Are you like journaling all of this? Or you're like, no, I just know. You don't? I don't journal all my cooking. I diary everything. You do? Yeah. Are you like, dear diary, yep. you are the best eggplant today. Yeah, I lay on my stomach on the bed with my feet up, you know? <laughs> do you have stickers, yeah. like pizza stickers? And yeah, like there's so many mm-hmm. journals, we don't have a mattress anymore. We just sleep a on a keeper. stack of journals. Oh, yeah. That's he, very poetic. He even records when he has Ritz crackers. <laughs> oh my God. Gosh, yeah, do you just like hold up your phone and you're like, note to self? <laughs> yeah, and the Italian I pee in mason jars. Are better. And I save all my fingernail things too. <laughs> it's, it's the only way. I feel like any drink, back to the whole like, who's the creator, who's not, I feel like we keep seeing this with. There's one exception, but we keep seeing this hmm. with drinks that you're like, it's a very simple construction. Yeah. It's some amount, you know, because somebody can say like, oh, nobody's claiming like this exact ratio is their recipe. They're like some amount of majority gin, some amount of vodka, some amount of the, it's called an aperitif. What is it? Ap- yeah. Aperitif. 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 Yeah. aperitif. And it's like some amount of that mixed together and then they say yeah. oh, I made that and I feel like that's pretty common to be like to have that like loose assembly of something and that more than one person had that idea of constructing it the one exception I think of is Long Island Iced Tea yeah. <laughs> where it's like who the fuck would <laughs> make that shit that's elaborate as fuck and they had two people two places really disputed that but I I can see that this it they went to war about it too yeah went to war about it they went to the mattresses they did the Long Island iced tea oh, people yeah I listen I've listened to every episode okay <laughs> I'm going about back he has people. to listen yeah <laughs> listen and my biggest uh, you know Chad thanks thanks a lot bud you really turned up the heat what Chad yeah season uh, one f- finale yes finale yeah. person yeah, yeah. Uh, he said a bar. Yeah, I mean that dude. Knows-
knows the lineage yeah. of every plant in the world, you know? He's speaking Latin. Yeah. You know, he's, he was just... But we're not all Chad. I'm not Chad. I'm not Chad. I'm not, I'm, Chad. I'm not Chad. I met Chad. I like him a lot. He's a cool <laughs> dude. He's kind of like Bond. I wanted he to be that dude. Like he Bond. would totally be a Bond. I feel he like was he... was Bond in, in Portugal. I feel like he would be a great person if Portugal. aliens... If aliens came and we needed one representative to send to talk to the aliens... I would send Donald Trump as like a burner. No. <laughs> then they'd be like, this is what humans no, are like. And they wipe out the planet. <laughs> no, they, said, they're going to burn the first person anyways. You don't send your best person to talk right. to the aliens. The first person through the, the, the fence is always yeah, bloody. Yeah. But like a little, with space and aliens. You, it's the and little, you watch and learn the first... Like, think about it. Watch like, and burn. Yeah. Like, in military, <laughs> do you put your smartest person at the front line? Dumbo. No. That's who goes so, first. <laughs> so, Chad, you have on the, the intercom, and he's the one who can talk to the aliens and be yeah. like, hey, guys. He, I just would want... I would want him to have the first meaningful interaction yeah. with aliens because yeah. I feel like he would have okay. a really good impression. That's definitely agreed, right? The first I'm meaningful like, yeah. interaction. Yeah. Well, I, I think we just send the aliens the podcast and they're going to be like, Jesus, this guy knows everything. They will like, probably abduct, he's way smarter than us. They'll probably abduct him and be like, fuck Earth and be like, you're coming with us because you're the shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I will be here on Earth still. Yeah. If we're going to probe anybody. <laughs> no, don't probe Chad. It's the tea guy. No. <laughs> no. Okay, then we have to preserve him at all costs, like a national treasure. No. Like hide him in the couch or something. Hide him in that tea place that nobody can like take in tea the from. Pile of tea leaves. The tea room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tea mountain. <laughs> the tea mountain. That's right. Just climb up in the tea tree. Get higher, Chad. Higher. Yeah. Quiet. Quit talking about the tea leaves. You gotta stay quiet. <laughs> He's like, pick that one. It's yeah. really good. It's over here steeping things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could probably steep a nice alien cocktail from some tea i'm sure he could no yeah. one's ever doubted that okay we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're not debating that fact we're not we're in agreement yeah unity Woo. 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 wow so yep this if we're going according to the timeline the story mm-hmm. that's initially presented this was a drink invented in a spy book Ooh. Ooh. Go, go, are there ghosts? There's gadgets. <laughs> There's gadgets. What kind of gadgets? Gadgets detecting ghosts, mostly. Really? No. no. Oh. Who, who are you going to call? <laughs> what kind James of gadgets? They have crazy gadgets. But as time's gone on, if you've kept up with some of the Bonds and I stuff. Okay. Well, I, I like grew up watching a lot of them, okay. especially like my grandmother put me on to some bangers back in the day. Really? She, yeah. It was, it was like we'd watch Bond. We'd watch uh, MacGyver. MacGyver. Classic. Matthew. Uh, that is Matthew. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, like Star Wars. She got me on all like the bangers, you know. Your grandma. That's my grandma. That's awesome. Yeah, Grandma Jackie. She's pretty awesome. She sounds really cool. But as you go through like the entire time event, like it was always like he had these the most amazing gadgets. But uh-huh. it's all solved nowadays by a cell phone, you know, like, oh, so it, like you don't need any of those. No, 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 just let me pull the app up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
They're like it, a flashlight yeah. integrated in some device. It's like, yeah, it's right here. I got so it. So on the new Bond movies, yeah, less. Does he use tech. a cell phone? A lot less tech, even than uh, most of the time. Is he just like, hey Siri, could you blow up that car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, absolutely. Yeah. Hey Google Siri, maps, like round cowhouse oh, kick yeah. this guy to the face. <laughs> they definitely had like GPS was yeah. like one yeah, of the yeah. things in one of the yeah. movies. Like, radar, like, kind of. And you'd have like your your the collar of your jacket can make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, speak into my lapel. Yeah, where it's back in the day ladder. where nobody would, unless you were a spy. Why wouldn't. the fuck do you need to make a phone call this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't. Who are you gonna call this week? And it's like, and if Your you Nana. do need to make something, make a phone call tonight, that's very suspicious. Ooh. Who are you calling for help? It's Aren't true. you the Sultan of? <laughs> Durbanshire? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Shit just got real. <laughs> so if you're the sultan of, pretending to be the sultan of Durbanshire, then you're like, I, and it's 1962, you're like, I can't make a phone call, so I'm just going to, and then you like slam your arm down and like make a fart noise with your armpit, and then you're like, this is my my phone call gadget, and it trips a wire where you're like, hey, what's the lady's name that... <laughs> He calls for help. Pussy Glore. No. no. Um, money Penny. Hey, Money Penny. <laughs> money Penny? Money Penny. Money Pussy. No. Oh, it's gosh. Not. She, we're trying to inform her of the. Oh, no. It's Money Penny. Money okay. Penny. No. Money Penny. Money, money Penny is money like the, la- the lady at headquarters that yeah. offers like, assistance. Yeah. She helps him out? Yeah. So she's oh, she'll like issue she? a car or go pick him up with a helicopter. Oh. You know, those. There's a, a go bag waiting for you on the beach. It's buried under a rock, and you'll find everything you need for this assignment. And it's like that kind of like it's the. It's Do you ever see guy. her, or is she just like on a voice on the microphone? You see her? No, you see her. What's she like? She's like librarian. She like studious. Yeah. Yeah. She's like nerdy, but mm-hmm. also hot. Mm-hmm. And they, there's been love interested, like interests and stuff. They go back and forth. They've been together. It depends on the film. You know, every mm-hmm. film kind of is standalone. what kind of other whores in the way. And normally like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. normally Bond is into a dime, you know, and she's just a penny. Yeah. I think money pennies in... Casino Royale. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. I think she's in almost all the recent ones. Yeah. That'd be a fun Halloween duo costume. Yeah. You could be Honey Honey Penny. <laughs> I call Money Penny. I want to be Money Penny. <laughs> I'll be Bond for sure. Gonna turn but, it on its head. But yeah, I feel like those gadgets. It's true. I never thought about that. That like gadgets are this this accessible technology at a time where technology is very inaccessible. That's why you need it. In what's the quintessential, when you think of a spy using a piece of technology, you think of that guy talking into his watch being like over and out, you know, the, the hen is in the rooster's nest or vice versa. <laughs> That'd be a terrible place to be. <laughs> So many dudes walking into a trap. <laughs> the cock is in the cock's nest, and he's just like it talking to his his wrist is yeah. like, and that was a big deal. Was like yeah. that walkie-talkie radio watch, yeah. and now everyone has, has an, an Apple, Apple watch, watch, and they can actually yeah. make a phone call. They totally well. called the Apple Watch yeah. in one of them too. Um, 
there are some that are definitely you know like technologies that we have mm-hmm. today but then there's some ones that are not <laughs> i saw or one just the military the one one is a crocodile camouflage is the <laughs> one uh, so it was basically just like a paper mache crocodile <laughs> that james bond swam on the inside of it and so he could just motor along it's like nothing to see here just your basic crocodile totally natural looking he's like my least favorite part of the crocodiles having to eat a caribou (laughs) just to seem believable there's so much another one that i looked up some old uh spy tech or old you know used in like the whatever 40s 50s 60s 70s and the 70s was a dog poop transmitter (laughs) no one's touching that (laughs) it's exactly it says this hidden transmitter was disguised by the thing that nobody wanted to touch poop (laughs) this device was issued by the cia during the 1970s and transmitted a radio signal to coordinate airstrikes and reconnaissance i always thought tampons would be a good one too yeah because like even if you got pulled over by a cop or something speaking of a lipstick pistol that's pretty cool uh, these are real ones. Real these are real ones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's the Cold War. You know, that's when all the spies and spy tech really mm-hmm. started coming into fruition. Yeah. And, and they, go ahead. They're like, I want to. You sign up for spy school, and you're like, I want to be a spy because of all the cool gadgets. And they're like, All right, today's gadget day. You all get your own gadget. And then you're like, Okay, which one do I get? And they're like, You get. <laughs> It's the 1960s, so you get the rectal toolkit. <laughs> it's a real thing. What's this the size com- of this, this thing? It just says compact. <laughs> Is there a picture? This compact. Is there a Coke can next to it or something? This compact toolkit was designed to be hidden inside an agent's rectum so it would be undetectable during a pat down. And I feel like this is the epitome of a rectum. Damn near yeah. killed him. <laughs> oh my god. TSA is getting tougher, I'll tell you. They also had a pigeon camera, which does not seem that subtle at all. That is very cool. <laughs> it's like I want a pigeon camera now. I feel like that's going to weigh down that pigeon. I want to take pictures. Wait, is it a plastic pigeon? Well, this is a, I think this is a show, oh. a show, show pigeon. pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> like that type of camera on that pigeon is exactly the type of camera that you also have that exploding stick yeah, that I you make people. I that. I exactly. want to just have that as what I do my social this, media work with. Then yeah. I just like pull out my pigeon. Like, <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Louder. <laughs> or and then like, is that a pigeon? I'm like, shh. Smile to the pigeon. <laughs> those moments where you're like, oh, we want to take a picture, but we need to ask somebody. No, I brought my pigeon. Oh my God. <laughs> or when you're like, hey, excuse me, um, would you mind taking our picture? And they're like, of course. And you hand them a pigeon. <laughs> I think that would be. It's a living, flapping pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ew. Ew, but also yeah. yeah. Mm. This one's a, a wrist camera of 1949, and I feel like it's not that subtle. <laughs> it looks just like a camera. That's the backside. It looks like a parking meter. That's the backside. I don't. That's the part that touches. That looks okay. like a. Oh no! You flip it over. You know when you go to Statue of Liberty and like you like put a quarter in and yeah, you and can like, like oh, yeah. yeah, that's what that looks like. Um, I liked all those. The real, they're like a little camera that's like this big. And you, like, run it over a document, and it takes a picture. Uh, is it rectum size? Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably it's fun size. You can get up there. It's fun size. <laughs> is that, like, uh, 
like Kennedy. It was like on that like millimeter film, that weird uh, microfilm. Kennedy was? I don't know. Like it was, was in a movie. Doing... Oh. I mean, he got assassinated, you know. But um, I think uh, in the Cold War, there was like a lot a of document oh, scanning copying. with this little thing. It's like a camera that you like roll over. Oh, That's the text cool. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's uh, on topic with that of having to. Uh, like Cold War era get a lot of documents is the buttonhole camera buttonhole. where you oh, have like a yes. P-code and it's a little camera and a in, butthole camera? that's initially what I read this like just look at it real quick butthole butthole there's a butthole camera looks like a butthole <laughs> um I can I can take the shot I guess <laughs> just <laughs> slowly peeling his pants down and bubbling <laughs> Be casual. Are you ready for your close-up? Yeah. <laughs> I have to squeeze in order to take the shot. I got it. I got it. Also, uh, eyeglasses with concealed cyanide pills. Whoa. So the part that goes over the ear with the little the little end part. Just subtly eat your glasses. <laughs> oh, I just chew. I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Start frothing out of the mouth. I used to do it in uh, your teeth. Did you know oh, that? Oh, yeah, you crunch. put it. Yeah, they you, you have one, on like it. a hollow tooth, mm. and you crunch down really hard, and mm. it gets you. I'd be so scared to do that. I don't. I can't control how hard I'm going to crunch yeah. at a given time. Yeah, one hard sneeze, or like, a <laughs> what about a punch to the jaw? Like, they're, they're line of work. They're going to get punched in the jaw at some point. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. spies, right? Yeah. They're like, man, I killed that guy with one punch. It'd be cool to have, like, a fake pinky fingernail that that was the capsule, and you just... Yeah, you're like, but I'm again, just nervous. You get into a scrap. You're going to hollow out your fingernail? I mean, you don't need them. Just hollow out my bones. Think about girls and how much shit they put on their fingernails. Yeah, it's acrylic. Just, they put... You can yeah. dangly charms. Oh my gosh, yeah. Or just like a candy necklace. Yeah. You know? Yes. You're like, wait, <laughs> that would hold up in a fight better too. Yeah. yeah. Than a tooth. Like during <laughs> torture, you're like, wait, give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus you don't need anything. You're just like, it's one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and give you're like, a minute. Huh? Isn't it weird nope. how James Bond is wearing a puka shell necklace? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really seem like his style. I don't, I don't know. know. There was that one where he was hanging out with the chick with the knife on her leg, the white bathing suit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, older. That one. Yeah, that's Connery. Yeah, yeah. James he's Bond, got right? a little. He's got a little bathing suit too. Yeah, they both have little bathing suits. She knows it well. And I feel like that would be able. <laughs> Puka shell adjacent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Puka shell adjacent. <laughs> yes, that would work. Yeah, that totally. would camouflage more than if he was like in Berlin in the winter. Camouflage more than a swimsuit. <laughs> and he was like, forced to wear a swimsuit. Like, yeah, I was just in the tropical land. That's why I can't mm -hmm. take off this necklace. I have yeah. this. I braided my hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has little beads in it. Yeah. Yeah, a little bead. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Goodbye, cruel world. I be jamming, yeah. <laughs> um. Do you want to do uh, our second round? I am good. Let's do a second Let's do a second round, round of yeah. something. A second round. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we'll be right back. We're, we're just going to have to go read another novel and find another recipe written inside. So we'll be back in probably like okay. 250 pages yeah. or so. Okay. Okay. Ready? We'll start flipping. <laughs> Ow. Paper cut. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we can start recording. All right, and we're back with our second round. So let's stop dodging the hard-hitting questions, okay? Okay. To go for it. What are my primary interests? <laughs> Is this how you make friends? 
ones. <laughs> hey, so let's I just. I don't have we're, any. <laughs> so we're at Ole Holly. Yeah. And I just want us to say. What now? What are my primary interests? Stop talking about the unimportant <laughs> shit and t- talk about the important shit. What, what about, about me? <laughs> this episode's about me. Okay. So. Yeah, um, Evan. Evan, Kitts. what are your secondary interests? Uh, secondary <laughs> not my primary just, we already know you secondary just rub you the wrong way. um finances mostly just making <laughs> it through the month no uh yeah that's no. a good that's a good secondary See, i think so like one of the things in jersey that always annoyed me was that you like you go out to a bar or whatever and you meet people okay and it was like what do you do yes Absolutely. What do you do? And I go, what do you mean? You know, like, what do you do for fun or what do you do for money? No, it's money. What do you do for money? Which I feel is kind of rude. It's like asking me like, who do I vote for? You know, like I feel like it's, it's like, how do I make my means, my money? Like that's, that's not, like how do you make your tacos? You know, you you know, get wine me and dine me first. Meanwhile, Joe Schmo at the bar is like, I'm just drunk. I don't know what to say. He's like, where do you spend 40 hours a week? And you like, how dare you? How do you define? Find a man, okay? <laughs> um, how how do you how many roads must a okay. man go down? I'm, all right, I can't drive on any roads. I had and too many what's paths. What's the speed limit okay. on those roads? But I agree with you because sometimes we're doing yeah. things for money yeah. that is not what we want, but it does reflect something about your personality. Yeah. Well, I you know I'm I'm working on my my captain's license, and that is definitely a passion for what me. Are you captaining. Uh, vessels, boats, water vessels. Yeah. Not underpants. Um, (laughs) it's mainly, uh, a flamingo raft that I got from target. Airplanes? Captain underpants? No. Look at me. I'm the flamingo captain now. (laughs) Now you're married officially. (laughs) You and you, you're married. That would be so funny. That almost happened. A captain walking around and being like, like, maritime rule. It's just two people in Costco and he's like, you, me, you're married. You, you have to be three miles out, I learned, because we almost got married on the Scotch yeah. Mist. Because um, someone, we were drunk, and then someone was like, you know, a captain can marry you. And we were like, oh, I'm so and then I was like, are we going to get married by Captain Tom? And then, <laughs> and then he was like, we're not far enough out to sea. And I was like, whew. Yeah. He, guaranteed he just says that because he's 2. like, he gets, somebody, miles, not enough. he gets somebody asking him every week probably. He's like, they're like, we want to get married. And he's like, uh, uh, it's not far enough. Yeah. <laughs> There's some other bullshit. When I'm can't dr- be windy. When I'm drunk enough. Can't be windy. Yeah. There can't be any water around. Wait, what? <laughs> you have to be moored to Molokini for it to be legit with the gods. <laughs> the gods? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't read any of that in my captain's course. Yeah. Just say anything yeah. to not marry people. Okay, so that's what you do mm. for De Niro. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro. But you must enjoy the seas. No, I do. The ocean is love and a passion and all that. What is the bigger passion? Well, <clears throat> honestly, <clears throat> spending time with my wife. <laughs> yeah, no. That is so sweet. <laughs> wow. Do you have something sharp like pointing into your side that's like made of metal and has like, it's like a lipstick, but it's got a little barrel? Hey, light of my life. Say light of my life. <laughs> 
It's a, it's definitely a lipstick gun, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Spycraft. It's a lipstick pistol. Well, yeah, of course, right. yes, we like spending our free time with yeah. the person. Well, no. Me? Well, <laughs> Both of you yeah. guys like spending your free time with me. So, the benefit of COVID, yeah. you know, um, was that it was hella fun. I don't know if you guys had a good time, but it was a good time He's for not me. being sarcastic. No, I'm for real. Like, I got paid more to stay home and play video games than I ever did working you know yeah. my 60 hour week or whatever it is and but no was that Rhonda got put into this group of fun people you know a lot of them Marcus he's the last episode he was on the last episode for you guys um but oh, now you're just he, Marcus like, are you, the, Marcus <laughs> the last episode springs that's right <laughs> we always do quote Marcus that's how I introduce him at, to, at, at parties dinner parties mostly because uh, that's what we do um but uh, they, they created Instant Microwave Fuzz, which okay. is this uh, sketch comedy podcast. Um, and hopefully, if you're listening to this show, you should be listening to that show. Um, and, you know, Rhonda got started with it, and then she would bring me along and all that, and uh, eventually became a member with them. It started out doing voiceovers of old Star Trek episodes. Yeah. We'd be, uh, like, the uh, old Captain Kirk with, what's his name? Uh, William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. And we'd do voiceovers of it. And one or two of the guys had like seen some of the episodes before, but for even for them, it was not to a degree to memorize the episodes. And then most of us in the room had n- never seen it or n- known this plot line. So we're just blindly going into this and yeah. essentially like mystery science theater 3000 exactly. voicing over mm-hmm. the, what the characters are doing. And I don't know if you've ever seen one of those old Star Trek episodes, but they are fucking wacky. They oh, go they all get weird over. real fast. Oh yeah, there's like the always time. plants that release spores that cause people to like rip at the walls or there's like all these weird yeah. stuff and so we're just coming up with the plot line as we go and it's funny stuff of like trying to get to a frat party or <laughs> trying to you know, we're baking a cake and someone's really obsessed with baking but a cake. Ha- it has to make sense to what's happening on the yeah. screen but you're improving it and you have no idea where it's gonna it's, go. Oh, so it's not even like, well I guess that's the same when you don't know when the other person, well, like, where they're going to take it, but like they're mystery, not feeding off of you. Right. And like, even with like mystery, uh, mystery science theater 3000, like, you know, there was a script to that. There was yeah. a show, there was a production to where with improv, like it's really just dependent on everybody pushing the thing forward yeah. in a really fun way. Yeah. And when they, you know, started, they did it for, I don't know, like what, six months or something like that, where, and then I started coming a little bit too. And, you know, they had like, oh, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to post this because of copyright and whatever. Yeah. But um, it's parody, so it doesn't even matter. But it really was the grounds for just, it was like uh-huh. boot camp yeah. for every member that's part of it yeah. to like get good at it. And then and we'd also do little skits. And then the skits became like, the favorite thing to do and then now that's what we do it's like you know every ah, member comes that's every how week it evolved. yeah 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 and initially it was like yeah uh doing like an hour or two of star trek and an hour of sketches yeah, sketch. and then it'd be like we would st- we would use the sketches as the warm-up for the Star Trek. Right. Oh. But Star Trek was actually our warm-up for sketches, you yeah. know? And it was 
in like the bigger picture in the bigger picture yeah. yeah and that's honestly it's like you know what we all I think most people in the group it's like we spend all week thinking about doing the yeah. podcast yeah. you know and um, you know we all come with concepts or ideas and we vet them and people add and it's like alright hit record let's see what happens and they're funny so like during the whole week if like you encounter something in real life you might make note of the premise or like if something comes to you you're going to make note of it and then yes. bring it together when you visit each other 100%. exactly well, I made okay. a note of a, a premise uh, <laughs> they're both week. pulling out their phones yeah. right now and it is I thought it'd be just funny to do a um a, a scene I don't know have it written out but because it, it's funny having written jokes for so long for stand-up comedy that I'm just delivering directly on stage mm-hmm. it's very different than like coming up with ideas for a bit like a funny thing with a group because you don't know how they're just gonna a, take it yeah just a guide too of like well, you don't know where it's gonna go but one that I thought would be funny is to have a premise of a funeral DJ <laughs> and it'd be who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like what's up we're all here at uh, Rosalie's <laughs> blessing of life and then it'd be like uh it'd be like bum, bum, bum. and then it, and then we can each go up and do a, it'd be a, funny like, if we, a eulogy a eulogy and he DJ. was in the back he's oh. in the background being like yup yup <laughs> you know I love it. like that kind of like and then it'd be like and then in between would be the like like get your hands up up and it'd just be funny to have like you know Stanley okay. the yeah. funeral DJ and then like just in your kitchen yeah she Rhonda said the phrase little correspondence and then I just thought of like little correspondence and I just thought of like little yeah correspondence like a news team that is like micro, you know like miniaturized that's they report they report on little Boom. news they're like right we're, as we're seeing it live now the grass is growing alright that's you Bob because I've known you both really long time separately there's two things but who'd you know longer there's two things technically it's about essence that's right okay. <laughs> um I poured my soul to you that day no. you both <laughs> comedy mm-hmm. like well because like saying like, when you're given the option to say like what is a passion of yours that you're pursuing right now and you're saying it's improv and comedy mm. right yep. so that's something you definitely both share and then um, just bringing up the DJ makes me know that you both like to freestyle rap. <laughs> yeah. So, and that you have battled each other. And so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's really <laughs> great. That's how uh, we bonded. You that, know, listeners, yeah. Alexis tried to set us up. Well, I didn't try to set you up romantically. Breaking right. news. That's what she says. No, I really didn't. So what did happen is you would move. Well, thanks for not, you know? Yeah. No, I don't want to have any. How many years, Alexis, have I known you? <laughs> you can't you help are... a guy out. Come on. You know better than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a piece of shit. Table 47 or whatever. What? Table 47. Stop, stop talking. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, I just, I... And you were like, you were finding yourself. You were like, you were moving back and forth between New Jersey and taking care of your grandfather and coming Mm. back and like into weightlifting and like all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know what he's up to, but you had, you were on your way coming back to, to move back, back. Right. And I was like, yeah, my friend Evan's moving back. And like, I just feel like you guys should meet. 
Like I really do. And I, I rarely ever try to make people meet. Yeah. Because I'm just like, Ooh, I don't want to have any responsibility with that. Yeah. And it's a whole ordeal. Of <laughs> it's like, an ordeal. You gotta introduce people. It's like, why waste your breath? Yeah. And Rhonda was like, okay, sure. Like some random person that you think I should meet. Well, you said some other things. Did I? You said, you said he's funny. Well, he's, uh, my friend Evan from New Jersey. Okay. And he's from New Jersey and he's kind of like Schmidt from new girl. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, strike one and two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, no, I just have this like, where's my hair chutney feeling. And I think you need to, <laughs> it's totally I think you need to meet, it is accurate. but honestly, I wasn't even like, I didn't have a contrived uh, plan or that was probably in a place in my life where I was just thinking it just was like, People Another person trying to set say, me up yeah, on a date, which I wasn't, and I never do, but I, and so it just went away. And then you both commented on my Instagram picture. Well, which one? Well, it was later. It was a rainbow. Wait, late or no? She posted later. We Evan and I met when you he was a waiter. Out. He was a waiter at Cafe yeah. Days of Me. He waited on my table with Nancy. Yes. And then we hit it off and exchanged info at the end of that night. And then, uh, like a week or two later, you were like coming to my house and you posted a picture of a rainbow, or you posted a picture of rainbow. I think it was you. I don't know. Somebody posted. Rainbows like, were posted. It was. Rainbows were. <laughs> Rainbows were posted and somebody commented on it. Like for instance, yeah, I posted the rainbow. Let's say and it was like, and you commented and then you and responded you, and you were like, wait, yeah. you know, Alexis. Yeah. And you were like, no, 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 wait, you know, fuck I, you. Yeah. I know Alexis. And I was like, She's my best friend. Oh this yeah. Happening. No, but this is like after we met. So yeah, like a week or two after yeah. we met. Yeah. And before I moved to the Island, you had a chat with Rhonda but that being wasn't, like, uh, there's this guy, he's like Schmidt and, yeah, and maybe, and Rhonda's like, mm, mm. yeah. But then, uh, we, oh yeah. So we meet at, at you Cafe Desmond. You meet naturally, or naturally. Yeah, you're, naturally. You're my waiter. I'm the waiter. We it's have a connection. Server. We hit That's it off. The politically correct. Mm. Server. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, my sub. I, I gendered myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was my sub. I, forgot I, was I can't gender my own gender. I was a dom. I was yeah. a dom. He was my cook. <laughs> Whatever, I picked her up big time. Uh, anyway, so she was at my yeah my restaurant. And we we which hit I it didn't off know about and everything. You didn't know that's what it, yeah. So she didn't find out that we started dating until weeks later. Well, what the, what's crazy is that at the same time, like you're trying to hook, not well, hook not but introduce. kind of talk, introduce, just introduce, whatever, just yeah. yeah. You'd mentioned me Make to a her, connection. and then Make a but connection. on the other side of it all is my friend, um, uh, our friend. We all know. Vinny, right? Vinny is Vinny also married Matthew and I. Exactly. Yeah. So Vinny, he like I, you know, live with Vinny and all this kind of stuff. But I was living at uh, the pool house on the on the compound area yeah. that you know uh, we all know yes. people from mm-hmm. or whatever. And so anyway, I was living at the pool house, and Vinny hits me up. Oh, I think it was the day after um, I met Rhonda. And he's like, hey, have you ever met Rhonda? She's a stand-up comedian. And I was like, and I, I just texted him back. I'm like, damn, word travels fast. And he goes, huh? And this is all text messages. I'm like, what? 
And then we just stopped texting each other because there was like confusion. That you know? was like that was a week, yeah, yeah, a yeah. week or two into us dating because I remember you told me about it at the Mac when we were uh, we were there for. What's those parties that they used to do? Art Mix. Yeah. We were there for Art Mix, and I came with Kristen, uh-huh. and you came with other friends, and you were telling me at the event, like, oh, Vinny, this, hit me up, and it was like, oh, that's weird, and you still hadn't made sense of what, what, like, why what he texted that. Yeah. And then, and then later we found out that he was trying to be, like, to introduce us. Like, you guys but should then, meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so then, you know, some time went by, and then, you know, we were seeing each other and everything, and she had left in the morning from the pool house to go to her work, and... Vinny came over because there's the pool there mm-hmm. and Vinny's coming to go use the pool and I'm like oh you just missed Rhonda then he goes dude you work fast <laughs> and I'm like what he's like, like I days. just tried to hook you up with her the other day I'm like no I had already met her and it was this whole like oh what's <laughs> like, going on yeah. situation but uh yeah it's cool because it seemed like yeah. you know people that we're really that good knew. friends with were trying to kind of put us together yeah. but we put ourselves together in our own and way honestly and it, it the most special this most special part of the story is that um people talk about us when we're not around <laughs> <laughs> Uh, love it. Yeah. Ready? Do we'll it. be right back. Back. back piss, 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 piss. Well, we're back. We're back. And I have to say, I may not be James Bond, and you may not be some just two time in spy hoe I just met. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a second. There's a law that if you're a secret spy, you have to tell me if you're on a podcast. There's a me. law. Listen, just because I'm a secret spy. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, uh, carpet uh, salesman. <laughs> on that note, yeah. we have some. You have some splaining to do. Oh God. Uh, this has been Happy Hour Lab. <laughs> My name's Rhonda. I'm Alexis. And I'm Evan. And thank you so much for being our wonderful special yeah. guest and introducing us to a cocktail. A, I've didn't really know. I barely heard of. And B, I had no idea that it originated from a book. Go books. Books Gosh. doing it all day, every day. And the unsung hero. It's it's fun to know that you are pursuing improv and comedy, and you're getting to do it because when anyone knows Evan, they know that Evan is quick witted and funny. So it's great that you're getting to like, that's a hundred percent accurate play with that. Yeah. <laughs> this is statistics, baby. Yeah. Um, among other qualities, yeah, there's a lot of them. None of them are yeah. good, but I got qualities. But, yeah. um, no, you are undoubtedly quick witted and funny. Thank you. So, um, the fact that you have like a playground to do that within and with other people who are quick and funny as well, mm-hmm. especially That's since like, there's not a lot of playgrounds. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Take one pee, you know, and everybody loses their mind. That's really cool that um, it'll be fun to keep tabs on Instant Microwave Fuzz mm. and see how, like, you are getting into characters and the premises that you guys take to places that you don't even know where you're going to take them because it's improv. Yeah. And if you want to find out where, what places we're going to next or listen to some places we've been before, you can find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms at instant microwave fuzz. And you're like, I don't think I'm hearing that right. That's nonsense. No, you're hearing it correctly. It's instant 
microwave fuzz on all podcast platforms also you can find us on instagram at imf maui you can follow evan on instagram sure at At e-bombs world spelled e-b-o-m-b-s world And um, you're gonna have to. I made it a long time ago when he bombs world. You're gonna have to request access, and then he won't grant it because he doesn't know you. Yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. I here's a tip. When I do this because I have a private profile too, so when someone else does, I like DM them and say hi. (laughs) I want to be your friend because that's how I fucking roll. You're like DM me. Hello. Because if I friend them, they're gonna be like, I don't know you. Go away. But if I DM them, they're gonna. I'm like, hey, do you want to go get a like smoothie and like this, roller skate or something? This is what we we're talking about. I am not being not being hesitant yeah, to die be awkward <laughs> and just messaging and being like, hello. I could not help but notice you sent me uh, a friend request. Was it an accident or do you want to be my friend? Yeah. I I definitely have like a high spam awareness oh, where too. I'm like, don't know this number. Me not too. Answering. If it's like a really hot know. babe that's friending me, yeah. I'm like, this is very clearly. Yeah, if you're a hot babe, just don't. Like, I'm a married guy. Hot, <laughs> like, hot babes that's an friend instant, me all the time, no, and I'm like, right you little tease, yeah. get out of here. The spammer should learn get. like, yeah, be like like a 48 year old guy with a mustache, where it's yeah. like, is this an uncle? I guess this got a family yeah. member. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Uncle Spam Awareness. No. You're wearing a bikini? Bikini? Get out of here. Not interested. <laughs> My name's bikina. Tony Bikina. <laughs> Tony Bikina. Oh, man. Oh, well, and on that note. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, listen to Instant Microwave Fuzz. It's really fun. You'll love it. It's a good time. It's a bunch of okay, nonsense, and it's a great say, way to kill a commute to work. One thing that's really cool about it is that... It's not edited to sound amazing. Like you hit record. Thanks. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Rewind. Edit that out. One thing that's really great about instant microwave fuzz is they just hit record and they go. Yep. So it's really a lot of faith in uh, and not team. needing to to tailor out the things that they might be worried about no. aren't perfect. And, and there's like, a lot of background go. background music and sound effects that are done. Sometimes we'll plan out like a background soundtrack ahead of time, just in like the yeah, one in the minute premise. before we start recording. But there's no but sound script. Of, sound effects are done in the moment. Yeah, there's no script, and we, again, we just have a loose idea of like what yeah. what we talked about of the funeral yeah. DJ. That's the extent of what we would talk about. Like and you can't like go like simultaneous. You know, like at the same time, music and uh, you know sound effects and just whatever we're coming up with. It, it's it kind of it's actually got a a good production value yeah. for what it is. Although it's just like a jambalaya. Of yeah. It's stuff. also not child appropriate. I would say it's, we talk about a wide range of things. It's for the kids. Mostly. No, it's, no not. it's not. For the kids. It's not been scripted. Yeah. It's not been rehearsed around it's the country. Controversial. It's, it's, it's not been nonsense. edited. It's, it's yeah. truly improv and then, and recorded yeah, as yeah. it's happening. Un- you can't just like stop in the middle and be like, guys, I got lost. Yeah. You yeah. don't do that. No. We record on Sundays at 12 and we post that episode on Sunday at four. That's what always impresses 
me because I know that Sunday is the day you're recording mm-hmm. and then I'll be out doing my Sunday stuff. And then I'm like, boom, new episode. That was the episode they just recorded. Yeah, just and, then. and kind of some big news too. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know how many episodes we have. We're on every platform. So everything mm-hmm. you can imagine, you know, that you can Apple, Stitcher, yeah, all that stuff, uh, Spotify and yeah. all that. Um, but on YouTube there, we just hit our 101, uh, video uploads. posted really? yeah, videos mm-hmm. posted and you know, our videos, um, wait, I haven't even seen the videos. The videos are just a, it's a YouTube version. It's an auto. audio. It's audio. audio. Yeah. Okay. It's audio. Cause I did get some behind the scenes of the star Trek and yeah. I really loved that. Yeah, so, oh, if you, if the listener wants Adrian. behind the scenes Adrian, yeah. of our Star Trek, oh, now you can so good. because of potential copyright infringement, mm-hmm. we cannot post them anywhere. It is exclusive only on a private setting. You can access that a plethora of them. Really, yep. I want to access By them. Three dollars a month, I can and do then three dollars a month to be a, the base level patron. The base level patron, you actually, I think you get like a sticker or something in six months, okay. and like maybe a mug. Mm-hmm. Low job, you get one full. <laughs> We also so far have like probably at least 10 to 15 one hour Star Trek episodes really? of this. A lot. Post, oh my God. Posted in Patreon. And then we regularly post more, usually at least once or twice a month. I did not know. And this is my favorite part. Yes. Yeah. The Star Trek for some reason, like the visual, the, cause it's also, you know, from the sixties and seventies. It's very silly. So the visuals are funny it's very me. funny you want visuals you got it. all right and then <laughs> so, so you can if you, if you subscribe for three dollars a month okay. you can get the star trek if you subscribe we have like a ten dollar month and then you get like um, a mug and a tote and then if you do 25 you get a mug a tote a t-shirt and again all this time you get star trek episodes okay and the tote designs and the mug designs did you and the shirt designs did you? are all and the logo is and all the done plug designs is, the, 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 yeah, you have everything. to be a premium subscriber for those yes yeah, that's just that's did expected. you do those i designed all of the she designs did. for our logos and yeah. everything but okay that's cool to know and definitely patreon and yeah. you're really helping us out oh, we're just instant with microwave fuzz on pu- patreon yeah. yeah and we all come out of pocket for this so an extra three dollars a month is really yeah. just make get put in um not even literal gas in the tank it's, it's just, just putting like a pat of butter on one yeah. slice of bread and the fact is one of the cast we members. all have side jobs and everything yeah. like that but we want to do this full time for you yeah. so you know if you can throw a couple bucks what's a couple that's bucks? a good idea you know you fart it's out a twelve dollars you, you definitely yes. fart out like yeah. twelve dollars yes. on Venmo Starbucks. Bucks. You can Venmo. Yeah. Here it is, Rhonda Lee eight eight, and say IMF in the subject line, which is also okay. Uh, I, at IMF Maui is our Instagram. Handle. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So this has been another episode. Alexis, are you gonna play the music right now? It's been playing this whole time. Sweet dreams are made of you. You're a match made of playing this whole time. Yeah. I start playing it when, to give yeah. the listeners an idea that's like, when's the send? <laughs> it's in the next three to five it's minutes. It's never going to end. Okay. You're going to learn about my Thanks, entire Evan. life story. All right, Bye. I got to go. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you too. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.